What's up, y'all? I'm JJ McCorvey. I'm a journalist who writes about business and blackness. And I am Shayna Watson, a fashion industry professional and sometimes writer with my eye on the social and cultural impacts of trends and style. And, and this, this is Yo Business. Because it really is our business, all of us. And even the things that we don't think relate to us, they do. So For real. I mean, each week we will be doing our damnness to make business news and topics more accessible and relatable to people of color, from how to sell out an LLC to why Silicon Valley needs more black and brown faces. So let's get into it. Yeah, yeah. All right. So in this this week, I feel like a lot has happened. We've had a tiring week. I mean, a lot happens every damn week. Every day. And it's just being a... Person of color, being a millennial, being a person with basically any identity that's not straight, white, and rich is exhausting. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, okay. yes, a lot happened. So I feel tired, but yeah. I'm en- I'm energized by this, so we can get started. Oh, you're energized by our podcast. I am. I'm really excited. That makes me happy. Um, so my first little like style tidbit to throw in was that the Screen Actors Guild Awards happened mm-hmm. recently. So I will be transparent that I haven't watched an award show in like who knows how long. I just follow everyone's Instagram so that I can see what everybody's wearing. Mm-hmm. Um, Why haven't you watched an, an I just award don't show? Care they're always so white and like. The the highlight. I just want to see what black people won, and so I can like figure that out. You're like Issa Rae. You're rooting for everybody. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, not everyone, but <laughs> I feel like I just want to know what everyone's wearing, and I want to know who won over a white person. So mm-hmm. I can figure that out not by watching it. Um, but the cool thing about <laughs> these awards were that um, this is us, which is a super white show, but has Sterling K. Brown on it, and. Um, the lady that plays his wife, who I love, and I follow on Instagram, and now I'm blanking on her name, but I know her last name is Watson because mm-hmm. we related. Mm-hmm. Um, I <laughs> it's wish. not that white. I mean, this is us. This everybody's I mean, white except for Sterling. But K. like Brown his, and his fam, wife. but his family is like super they, white, and they adopted no, like a black his, kid. <laughs> I'm talking about Sterling's oh, immediate family. I mean, of course, his like kids they get black. a lot of FaceTime. And I love that he also married like a super black wife. So black. Yeah, and she like, best. her hair is different in every mm-hmm. episode, which is such a black She puts woman. in protective styles yes, some episodes. I love yeah. it. Um, so her name is Susan Kalechi Watson. Okay. She's awesome. Um, so this is us one again for best, I don't even know what, but I was happy for them. And then we got to see Sterling K. Brown and his adorable wife do like their lover's handshake, which Aww. was just so like, they're so cute. Um, and then Sterling K. Brown also got to win with the Black Panther Ensemble. So that was awesome. So he got a double win. Yes. Nice. He was like double fisting his awards. And so I was happy to see that. Um, and then the SAG Awards did this thing where they would like zoom in on one of the actors and they would say like, my name's blah, 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 and I'm an actor. Mm-hmm. And one of the people they zoomed in, in on was Jeffrey Owens, who mm-hmm. was Alvin from the Cosbys and had that whole mm-hmm. non-scandal where he had a job. Mm-hmm. Um <laughs> And he, like, said in his little thing, was like, you know, I'm Jeffrey Owens, and, like, when my acting career didn't pan out, I 
I thought about giving up acting, but instead of doing that, I like still pursued it while working at a local Trader Joe's. Right, while making while my, making money, money for, my, for my bills and my family. Right. right, yeah. And he was like, and I'm glad I didn't give up because it's like worked out pretty well for me. Like now he's at the SAG Awards. So, mm-hmm. um, sorry, that was me. So yeah, it was like best comeback of 2019 for him to like people try to embarrass him, and now he's like, but I'm still at an awards that y'all are watching me, on, right? So and now I'm on TV again. Right. I was Elvin before. Now yes. I'm Jeffrey Owens on TV. Yes, and um, like you were trying to play awards. me from Twitter for free, and I'm out here making money now. Right. So um, I loved the Jeffrey Owens story because it really reminds you of like the entertainment industry as a business, and like. There are actors, and though they may be actors and seem like such like faraway, distant celebrities, actors are still like people with jobs yeah. in this large, multi, 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 multi billion dollar industry, and like they need to like work and provide and like hustle just like everybody else. Right, and to me, it speaks to like something you and I speak sp- have spoken about about being creatives and mm-hmm. how sometimes it feels phony if we're not doing that a hundred percent. Like mm-hmm. if it's just my like after my nine to five, because I've had to struggle with that a little bit. Like when I was deep in the fashion world, like I could say I work in the fashion industry and I still work for a fashion company, but doing like logistics and analytics. Mm -hmm. But so then it's like, am I still a fashion girl? Because I'm not really, you know, it's like this question. And like, even you as a writer, it's like, am I, if I'm not writing super full time, if I'm not writing for these names, Mm -hmm. am I actually a writer? And it's like, he was an actor at Trader Joe's. Yeah. Like, your craft and, and your passion don't go away. And it also comes, like, it also depends on inspiration a lot. Right. You know, like, I, full disclosure, I'm, I'm currently dating someone who is an actor. Mm-hmm. And so, um, he's been How in some are good- you? <laughs> Here we go. <laughs> um, and, you know, he's been in some really, like, big, like, plays and has starring roles in plays. But there are also times where he's like, you know, like, I... You know, they're offering me this reading, you know, to come in and do this reading. So I'm going to, you know, I might go do it. I don't know if I am, but I'm considering it because it'll be a nice little check, you know? Right. And so, and and he has those same longings that we do as a creative um, for, like, that next big, like, creatively inspiring thing. But he also, like, you know, just like me and you, you know, has to pay the bills. (laughs) Right. So, yeah, I love his story. and then. This has, like, nothing. I don't even know if she won what she won, but I'm just obsessed with Yara Shahidi, and she just looked so beautiful. She had on this, like, full bodysuit Versace situation. Um, So, yeah, I just love her. She's like, I believe that children are our future. That's how I feel about her. (laughs) Yeah, I really like her. The the first time I... um... I became, when I first became a fan of hers, it was when she, I was writing about voter registration oh, right. for the midterms. And when she turned 18. Yeah, she she turned her, she used her birthday party as a voter registration drive. And I thought, I stand. Yeah, she's like, so awesome. And I wish I was that, you know, politically engaged, like mm-hmm. at 18. Um, and to like to hear her speak in front of people and like she's just so articulate and like speaks so eloquently about these things for like an eighteen year old. These two very oppressed sides coming together and like right. trying to achieve whatever this American dream slash nightmare is. <laughs> <laughs> um, all right, so that was it for me. That was my little my little style blurb. But um, it was just like a lot. Anytime I see black people winning and then being being able to like be news from these awards because mm-hmm. 
a lot of times if we don't win, then it's like just black news, mm-hmm. you know, but like the wins made it everybody's news. And right. so like pay attention to us. Yeah, for yeah. sure. I mean, and all those people are deserving. Right. For sure. Yeah. So I think actually you um, sent me the news before I even mentioned it. Um, Ooh, I knew but... <laughs> something. I knew a tech thing before you. Did. You did. Um, so this was a scoop um, by the New York Times uh, and a report by Mike Isaac at the New York Times. He, uh, he basically found out that Mark Zuckerberg has plans to unite Instagram and WhatsApp, which are owned by Facebook, under the whole Facebook umbrella. And um, specifically the messaging parts of these apps. Was Mark going to tell us? It doesn't seem that way. <laughs> it seems like these, this was um, an internal initiative at this point. But basically, you uh, users will be able to message people cross-platform. Right. Um, so, like, if you're in WhatsApp, you might be able to message somebody who's using, who might not have WhatsApp, but is on Facebook Messenger or Instagram Messenger. And, you know, as a person who, you know, at this point is kind of forced to use these apps um, and uses them for different reasons and very, you know, uh, I have very different sets of friends for each um for each app yeah um i can see the the value on the consumer side in that and like just having like having more accessibility uh and cross platform uh capabilities but at the same time i, I feel like we'll be at a loss because WhatsApp has always been considered more secure like it, i don't know if you ever noticed but if you like change your number or you like um you know, say open new thread, it'll like have a little notification at the top of the thread that says, um, you know, Shayna has changed her encryption status or whatever. So WhatsApp has always been very like specific about privacy and like being even, I think even before Facebook bought it, very specific about, okay, this is a private channel. But Facebook, obviously we know those are not private. (laughs) (laughs) Right. <laughs> Instagram, probably not either. So, like, what does this mean? Like, I don't know. Like, how do you feel about it? So, I've been trying to read up if I should be, if I should care at all, because I'm using Instagram and Facebook too. So, like, can I be outraged that now they're going to force me to be on the same messaging platform? Mm-hmm. I think my concern is just the power of Facebook. Mm-hmm. Like, I, Like, it just... I, just like when will it stop? And you already see that like once once we got Instagram Stories, which was stolen from Snapchat, mm-hmm. and then Facebook, which is now not doing well at all. Of course not, because mm-hmm. Facebook has like <laughs> demolished. Yeah. Um, and then Facebook got Stories, and now there's like a status update on WhatsApp that looks like the Stories, and yeah. so it's just like. Really? Yeah. I didn't notice that. If people update their status, it's like their icon has a little circle thing around it, just like an Insta story, and you push on it, and you <gasps> can like see what their status... Like, they're like meshing it what? into one, which, like I said, I don't know. Like, we're choosing to use... I use all three of them, so should I care? But it just feels like a first step to a lot of, like, nowhere to run. Yeah. If you if you want to communicate with people and you don't you want... You have to come through you us. You have to come through us. Yeah. 
Yeah, I mean, I mean, essentially, to your point, it's always been we we've always been through them, right? right? I think to me, it signals more of a unification of like of all of Facebook's policies, right? So, so basically, you thought that you were free from what we were doing over here on Facebook right. Messenger, but uh, by using WhatsApp Messenger, but now whatever policy we institute as Facebook proper, then that now applies to your WhatsApp thread as right. well. And if it's true that he didn't plan on telling us, yeah, then that's like a whole other thing. Yeah. Like, where was the announcement? Yeah. And like, and how would that have been? Like, how would you have known, you know? Right. You wouldn't. Because yeah. they already have like attributes that look identical, which makes sense because they're owned by the same people. But yeah, um, yeah. it just like, makes me shudder a little bit. Like, that happens all the time with Facebook and with Amazon. Like, yeah. when I hear that they've, like, bought a new thing, it's just Whole like, Foods. Oh, Amazon and Whole Foods, Whole yeah. Foods scared me. Yeah. Because it's like, now you control our food, too. And, like, food, if you clothes, wanted to do anything. Yeah. Video. What else? Music. music. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And then, over the summer, Amazon bought um, this prescription uh, delivery That's service. That's so too. scary. <laughs> It's yeah. just like too much power in one white man's hands. Yeah. I mean <laughs> <laughs> Story of my life. Yeah. Um, but I mean, yeah, it's tough because again, like I said, it's convenient, but it's uh, it brings up this question that I come to often of um, you know, what it, how much is too much? You right. know, like we all know these companies have a profit imperative. And as an entrepreneur, like you should be like trying to I mean be successful, obviously, right. but how much is too much, you know? Right. Um, and, um, you know, there, and now there are a lot of Congress people, um, uh, Congress members who are trying to, you know, come out against this move. Um, and, and I read in one report that, uh, you know, despite all the acquisitions that Facebook has made to, like, continue to get bigger and bigger and bigger, and it's been, like, at this point, like, 70 acquisitions or something like that, and the Department of Justice has never, like, said, hold up, wait, you know, like, right. maybe we should look into this, yeah. you know, and we kind of saw during the investigation or, or the hearing over the Cambridge Analytica scandal that the senators and, and um, representatives that we have, like, in place to have oversight over someone like uh, a company like Facebook, they just don't have like the vernacular and like the technological know-how to adequately question them, you right. know? So they probably don't even know like <laughs> what it means for like a tech company to be right. like acquiring yeah, like, these okay, companies. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. Go ahead. Do it. Do right. it. And I think, you know, it wouldn't be as, as harrowing if Facebook had proven itself, you know, to be like a safeguard of our, privacy, you know, and like honest, but I mean, even as recently as this week, you know, there was a report um, about Facebook paying teenagers to like, to install an app to spy on them. I think I, <laughs> I think I sent you that. I did, but I don't get it. So basically you, so young people would, um, Facebook would reach out to them and say, hey, download this app and the app would analyze all their behavior on their on their phone and in the app which like and facebook is doing anyway it's too, but it gives it gives them deeper levels of data mm. and see this was it, it was really based on an app that they were using internally um and um and they basically said hey how about we 
get some users to install this on their phones that we can learn more about their behavior. So they we can say like, how much they're paying then. Uh, I think it was something like twenty dollars a month. <laughs> Plus, um, like referral fees, like if you refer to a friend mm. to use it as well. And, you know, it just shows, like, furthermore, like, this company's ruthlessness. Yes. And um, what I love, though, is that, um, so apparently this was a violation of Apple's rules for iOS. So even, so even if you are a company that uses, like, internal apps Mm -hmm. you know that you use like say HR users or like if you like are an app developer you want to beta test apps internally yeah so I um, Apple still has rules that govern um, the use of those apps and apparently it was against their agreement uh, to ever share these kinds of apps outside of businesses mm. and so now Apple is being like super petty and I love it because they're like okay we're shutting down all your internal apps even like uh, the app that Facebook uses to share their lunch menu like Apple's like no Apple's like no done you wrote the rule <laughs> the difference of who is actually using these apps to like uh, to make money you know that will make all the difference in like Facebook's uh, I mean, it's already bad, but say they were targeting specifically like Influences. poor people. Oh, you know, like. But that's what you're doing when you're targeting teenagers. That's true. Like, these I mean, I guess like, a rich a rich teenager doesn't care about twenty dollars a month right. versus like yeah, that's what I'm saying. A young if black kid. This was kid, like an influencer, know, yeah. a YouTube kid star. Right. He would be like, no, I post for twenty thousand. Right. So, so yeah, this this is it's already poor kids. Yeah. Ugh, and I we suppose. know the poor, how the poor um, numbers skew. Right. And then just even, we've talked about this before, like, at that age, even at our age, like, the people that don't even recognize what you're giving up when you say, sure. Mm-hmm. Like, sure, you can use my data. What do I care? Like, mm-hmm. I'm still using my app, and now I'm getting $20 for it. Like, when we've talked about companies like Clear and, like, companies that want people, are like, what's the big deal? Yeah, like, What's sure. the problem? It's like, convenient. Right. No yeah. one, it's, it feels so benign, because why not? But there's yeah. definitely scary results. Yeah. Oh, boy. Um, oh, and speaking of Apple, mm-hmm. right. So, I mean, I know we both use iPhones. All the time. You have your iPhone 4C. Shut. And- <laughs> there is a glass of wine on this table, and I want a real housewives you and throw it in your face. My what's, phone what's is it? a 7. Oh. That is not that old. That's like three phones behind. It's a few cycles, but 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 Dude. no no it's but basically it's the same phone. I have an eight plus. Yeah. Right? <laughs> but the fact that you have a seven and I have an eight illustrates the problem for Apple, right? Because um, Apple recently um, had its earnings call and they uh, reported that they had a fifteen percent. Uh, revenue decline over the holidays, over basically, which was the fourth quarter, oh, wow. um, because of iPhone sales. But don't you think it's because they're like busting them out so fast? No, I think it's because people are just becoming more content, which was to my point. Um, like, how, like how long before you got your iPhone seven? How long did you have your, the phone before? It was a while, right? I had the five C. <laughs> <laughs> I hate 
No, this is real. <laughs> I did. And then and when I got the seven, the eight was already out. Right. I'm exactly. always I'm always and before, a phone and before my eight plus I had I skipped the wait, I skipped was the six, six plus. I just had the six. And so what Tim Cook said on this earnings call was the fact of the matter is people are just not uh upgrading as as much as they were. He but said also- he said the upgrade cycle has extended. There's no doubt about that. Um and I mean, what does that mean for? I don't know. I mean, I mean, if you, it, it kind of puts you in a, in a, someone like Apple in a weird position because they have to keep. There have been like calls for them to make better equipment, right, mm-hmm. and better phones, and then they put out that faulty battery, mm-hmm. like a, like a year or so ago. And, and now you can them. eavesdrop on our FaceTime. <laughs> Get it together, Apple. I don't think that was intentional. Um, you know, but, I do. <laughs> I think there's frenzy, but go on. Anyway, um, and so there's a push for them to like maintain this this high quality of equipment, but at the same time, the higher quality equipment that you put out, the less the people are gonna like feel like, oh, I need to have the next big thing, mm-hmm. right? I don't know. So I cut you off. What just? No, say. I just um. I feel like for me, because I remember there was a time that I, the new, the new models had something so new, like Mm -hmm. this like camera that I've never seen before, all of that. And so Mm -hmm. I really wanted that. And now though, this is what I mean by them churning out so quickly that I don't feel like there's ever that much of a difference between this one and the next one. Right. Not enough for me to feel like I need it. Right. And I keep feeling like Apple takes away shit no one asked you to take away. Like. To, like, the headphone I, jack. Yes, nobody <laughs> asked for that. We wanted longer battery life. Right. Like, no one asked you to take away our headphone jacks and make all of our other headphones obsolete, then have to carry around this little extension that we're inevitably right. going to lose. Which was basically like a play for money because yeah, but, then they can charge like, you for so the connector. So this is what you right. get. Like, mm-hmm. And that, to me, that's what's happening is like, you're not listening to your customer. You're chasing money. And right. so we're like, okay, that's cool. We're just going to keep ours. Right. Then. Well, you know, the other problem is... Apple just doesn't like really delight users anymore or like really innovate when it comes to the product, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, and I, I hate to, because Tim Cook, I mean, I don't cape. Yeah, I, I, I won't cape, <laughs> but he's a very good, he, he was Apple, Apple's, Apple's, he was Apple's chief operating officer before he became CEO. And then when Steve Jobs passed, he was kind of, you know, um, he became CEO, and he was always known as this like very like smart strategic operations guy, but not as like creative and like you know big thinking as Steve Jobs. And now that you know Steve uh, is obviously um, not with us anymore, some of that same magic that, that that Apple had, like with the iPod and and the iPad, and like all these other like innovations that really like made you feel like you had to have an Apple product because it was going to change your life. And look, I mean, I have like, I have two or three of those devices here on the table. Um, Obviously obviously those devices have, but like when, when was the last time Apple put out something that was going to change your life? Right. You know? And to me, that made me start thinking about like the, the idea of like, you know, we were talking about creativity earlier and like that, while it's not easy to like do something like just super creative and monumental every day, I do think that it's worth 
striving for, mm-hmm. right? Just like you were talking about, don't change the fucking headphone jack. No one like asked. that's not what I'm looking for. Give me the next best thing. Right. I, I invest in your brand and your company and your iPhone and your iPad or whatever because I believe that you you're gonna like take technology to the next step. Right. And right. also the cameras on these Galaxy Notes are awesome. Yeah? Yeah. I haven't my friend has it and he we make him take all the pictures. Which friend? No, not that friend. Oh, okay. <laughs> and we make him take all of our like family pictures because right. his camera is so good. Right. Better than an iPhone camera for right. sure. So it's like you have competition now and so you can't be just like yeah. taking away our home like, button and Right, like we don't care about enough. that. No. Like stop charging us, stop making us like, you know, buy like three different dongles for our you know, <laughs> Mac <dongle>? and <laughs> Yes, you have. Maybe it's a tech or it does sound. You know, like look at my look at my laptop versus your laptop. You have a USB cord. I have a USB C cord. Uh, um, sorry, uh, uh, outlet. Uh And so I needed. If I were to plug my cord into my computer, Mm -hmm. the one that's connected to your laptop right now, Mm -hmm. for the mic, I would have to. Going go rummage around. You don't have a around. USB thing. No, on your... I would have to go rummage around my room for, for my dongle. dongle. That's <laughs> or, crazy. Or in everyday terms, my connector yeah. <laughs> that I paid right. however much for. That's crazy. Um, to connect to my laptop, and so that's how you know another way that they've thought about like to me like in this accessory market to continue um making money. Um, off of things we need to add. But that's not... What is that doing right. other than like frustrating your consumer? That's and not, stop, yeah. so also stop making your screens like one twentieth of an inch bigger so I can't use any of my covers. <laughs> <laughs> it's rude. It's just rude. Don't do that. I buy my covers straight from China. You do. Off eBay. They're flame. <laughs> and then every phone now, I got to throw them away or donate them and get new ones. You know my favorite cover you have? What? It's the one with the uh, the prescription bottle. <laughs> and it says chill pills. Yeah. <laughs> chill down. But the one I have on now is the extra spicy hot sauce because I feel like that is a mood. It is. And like, there's so many times like I've been out and it's been on the table and someone's like, oh, that's true. Yeah, you just... are extra spicy. <laughs> yeah. This is true. This is true. I'm trying. So yeah, I don't know. I think there's a lot we can learn from Apple and just, you know, I mean, it's it's worse than, you know, Apple is the most valuable company in the world or actually they were unseated recently by, yeah, I can't remember. but. It's 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 a lesson in like you know remembering that you can never like rest on your laurels right. in business. Like, is this the first to... time they've seen a sales decrease like that? Um, it's the first for Apple since the year two thousand. We <laughs> so more than like a decade. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So I feel like that's just such like a general industry thing too. Is like you know I work for a company in the retail space that's not doing awesome mm-hmm. and it's like you have to be better like you you can't just like throw out the same chinos people are shopping smarter people are yeah. recycling people are thrifting Especially people are holding fashion, on to their there's stuff. like so like so many like fast fashion competitors now fast fashion and then there's companies that aren't fast fashion but they're doing sustainable products and mm-hmm. they're doing givebacks and they're doing so it's like the customer is 600% smarter than your right. customer 20 years ago mm-hmm. and like they don't see a new striped shirt and think oh I gotta go have it they're like right. I have six of those right. and I would rather use my money to like invest or travel or you know like mm-hmm. your customer has gotten younger and smarter and so 
we want more. And we're yeah. not going to spend our money on things that we don't believe in. Mm. So I, I want to come back to that later. Later today? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> okay. Um, so, yeah. All right. I, this next one, I just... So, I won't say a lot about it, but I just feel like as much... So, I've talked about my feelings about Kamala Harris. Yeah. And how I'm I'm not with her at this moment, but something came out this week about her, like, two-decade-old relationship with Willie Brown, who I guess is, like, 40 years her senior or something. Mm-hmm. Um, and Tommy Loren, or whatever her name is, did the trashy white thing and was like, Oh, so interesting that you want to talk about like women empowerment, but you like slept your way to the top. <gasps> Is that what she said? She, she slept her way to the top? Yeah. And she's like, oh, or you were in bed with politics or whatever. Number one, <laughs> did you think Willie Brown was really going to get her to the presidency? <laughs> Do you think that that's why she would be doing that? <laughs> I think not. Number two, <sighs> like white America's obsession with black sexuality is always seen. Remember when Obama was running, they brought out all his ex-girlfriends and it's like, do you think this man didn't have a girlfriend before his wife? Right. But then now we have a president whose wife literally like posed nude. He had how many wives? He has like mistresses coming out the woodwork. And paying them to be quiet during the campaign. But the minute we try to be like humans and... Well, you know, we're not afforded humanity. Who told you Who told you black people were afforded that? And it made me think about, this is like such a weird con- connection, but LeVar Burton was talking about how his character on Star Trek. Trek. Yeah. <laughs> Good Star <job>. Trek. <laughs> High five. <laughs> on Star Trek, um, never was able to have a love story. Right. Because like black sexuality is so scary unless it's controlled by white people. Mm-hmm. And so that made me think of this. It's mm-hmm. like... This Kamala Harris is how old? Uh, 50. So she had some relationships before. Yeah. And like the fact that it was 54. Right. The fact that it was Willie Brown 20 years ago. Like, why is that even news? Yeah. And so I just, I hate that. Was it? And then like, was it, was he her, was she his mistress or like, oh. But okay. I will, I mean, it doesn't matter. But <laughs> but I was gonna say, I mean, it's yeah, not like it's not like she was in this. <laughs> oh show. no! I mean, he's been married for forever. He's been a philanderer for forever. Mm-hmm. And she like think about the people. Well, twenty years ago we were twelve. But like think about the people that even five years ago that we like we were in relationships that we would never do now. You know what I mean? It's mm-hmm. like so. It was just a a talking point because it's just so frustrating to see how. As black people, as women, it's we can just never be fully functioning humans. Right. Like, every part of us has to be dissected. And, I mean, I guess that's what you get when you... Not what you get, but I guess that's what happens whenever you get get into the political space. But you know, for them your, to center Your life is going to be dissected. But to, to your point, it is... It is interesting that that's, this is the first scandal. Right. Right. And it's not a scandal. Yeah. Right. And it happened Quote, unquote, scandal. Ago. Yeah. Um, I mean, that, I mean, and if, and if we're gonna like pick apart Kamala Harris's past, I, I would rather focus on the her, her policy. Yeah, there's a lot problems yeah. because yeah, that's I don't really care who she slept with no. twenty years ago. No, and did it help? How much did it help her? Yeah, like come on. So, and and then like I that can't I don't see a way that that can even like come up like during the 
a proper campaign because to your point, look at Stormy Daniels. Like how can how can we compare apples to apples in 2020 when like our president paid a porn star one hundred thirty thousand dollars? She's to white. Be quiet? So yeah, moving along. Well, I don't like the apple. <laughs> <laughs> it's not good. Um, I want to talk about um the story that Ink Magazine came out with recently. Uh about black founders moving to Atlanta. Um, the headline is Atlanta, a new generation of black founders is rising in Atlanta and the startup world is taking notice. It says, forget Silicon Valley, black entrepreneurs have discovered the best tech scene in the country. Um, I mean, I don't, I don't, I mean, I think the article is pretty safe. Um, and <laughs> it's, it's, you know, I think it was smart. I think it definitely homes in on What's happening? Um, um, a few weeks ago, I reported on um, Tristan Walker, who was the the founder and CEO of Walker and Company Brands, which created the Bevel Shaving System, and how he had sold his um, company to Procter and Gamble, and and then uh, will be moving the company to Atlanta from Silicon Valley. Um, so it just kind of stood out to me as like something that readers should know about, and I don't know. I just wanted to see what your well, your thoughts were. I mean, I, I for one, I do think it's interesting that you know there's been like all these calls of like Silicon Valley being more inclusive and like in the Bay Area and even like you know the New York tech hub just like being more inclusive in who they recruit and like being more diverse. And now all of and now there's like this trend of black entrepreneurs being like, yeah, you know what? I'm just going to go yeah, to the black Mecca. Because <laughs> right. I think Atlanta's like 52% black, which is like the over-index of over-indexes right. of major cities. Um, so I don't know. So it's, it's like now we're like saying, well, we're just going to lean on each other. Yeah. You know, this diversity spare, you know, uh, investor community or entrepreneur community to like include us. Right. I don't know. Well, I think... Um I don't know. I think you can go one of two ways. I think that that is, we've shown that that is kind of the way we have to do it, right? Mm -hmm. Instead of like trying to get into the white club, we just have to like make our own clubs. Mm -hmm. Um, And I always like think back to segregation and integration and like what the fight was. Like the Mm -hmm. fight wasn't that we wanted to live a white life or around white people. Mm -hmm. We wanted equality. Right. And so- I always look at, like, you know, how, like, militant I am. But I feel like I always look around and it's like, we never wanted, like, y'all want us to go back to Africa? Like, we never wanted to come here. And so, Mm -hmm. right. And so I think some of this makes me feel that way. It's just like, no one's asking to, like, have whiteness. We're just asking for an opportunity for our hard work to not be thwarted at every stop. Right. And so if that has to happen at a 52% black population city, then like great, but then also leave us alone mm-hmm. because then there's cities like black wall, like the black wall. That, Street that, story, that's immediately like where my mind like, went. Yeah. That's immediately where my Y'all, mind, y'all yeah. don't want us around you, but then mm-hmm. when we make our own thing, you also burn that down. Yeah. So. And I, I, I almost can see, and I'm not trying to be like, you know, you know, you go in a little harder than I do, but so I'm not trying to be uh, nihilistic here. But I, 
I do so easily see like investor firms who are not who are not very diverse moving into Atlanta now and like setting up or or, or sending people somebody to set up shop there and be like go go scout out oh, you yeah. know like yeah so it's like so then these you didn't want to cater you know include these entrepreneurs when they were trying to you know but pitch to you, you and now you want right yeah duh. yeah that's a hundred percent gonna happen yeah. Um, so I don't know. It's just but, something to, to. I mean, I, I would be interested to see like what happens when this, um, if this trend continues, and like what other, you know, startup hubs, not even in tech, but just like vibrant like business communities like pop up. Um, you know, as especially as like Black people become more like financially mobile and 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 have the resources to invest in businesses, like if especially if it's not a tech company, like. You know, you don't have to go to Silicon Valley, obviously, right. and and pitch to like, you know, traditional tech investors. You know, yeah. I think I mentioned last episode. Like, there's, you know, there is a a large and growing contingent of um, this community called zebras, mm-hmm. um, where like startups are kind of switching it up and and rejecting venture capital, um, and you know, kind of going their own way and finding their own funding. So. Be interesting to see how this plans out. Yeah, I hope they just leave us alone. <laughs> like, let us be great. But let us be great. Just please. We should get that on a t-shirt. Let us be <gasps> great. Your business. <laughs> Your business. Let us be great. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> on it. Into it. Into it. Intern, get on it. Yeah. Right. <laughs> this is it. Help us. Um, okay, and then can we close this out with some, like, better news? Yes, please. This has been rough. So, <laughs> well, black people move into Atlanta. I'm, I'm, I'm in favor of that. I'm, I, I, I like Atlanta, so. Um, but, yeah, some, some even better news. Um, so, Marilyn Mosby, who is, for one, a Tuskegee alum. Oh. Like me. Awesome. To you. Oh. Uh, <laughs> I went to the whitest school ever. And so what's your What's your chant? Would you whiteness? No, nothing. There is just nothing. There is no soul. Uh, so, so uh, Marilyn Mosby, who's the uh, uh, Maryland's um, uh, district attorney for Baltimore, um, announced that she would no longer be prosecuting um, marijuana cases for Baltimore, which I thought was really great news. Uh, you might remember that Marilyn um, Mosby is the prosecutor who tried the uh, the Freddie Gray case. Um, and she was not able to secure uh, a conviction for the officers, but you know, that case kind of catapulted her to like national stardom. She was like in vogue and you know, delivered that really powerful um, press conference that time. But I was really happy to see um this news, I mean, especially, you know, considering the way that the cannabis industry has taken off, there's more like weed dispensaries um, opening up. Um, more states are like relaxing their like their laws against like setting up uh, cannabis operations. Um, meanwhile, you know, we have like all these like black men who are sitting uh, in jail for marijuana convictions as of this moment. So I was, you know. I think I, I read I read a stat recently that um the the weed business 
the legal weed business in the U.S. is currently at $11 billion, and less than a fifth of those business owners identify as a racial minority, including the 4.3% who are black. 4.3%. Like, we've been at this for... For so long. Decades. Right. <laughs> at at this least point. the selling. Not necessarily at least. Growing, but yeah. Um, so, yeah. So, I was happy to see that. And I think she said that... Um, Marijuana convictions going back to like 2011 will be vacated. So I hope that means that people will be let out of jail. Yeah. Um, yeah. So good news. That is good. I, and I hope Keep that going, like, girl. right. And other cities follow suit. It's just like at this point, there's real crimes happening. Yeah. So we can let these ones go. Let's keep it moving. Yeah. We'll start with a love or a learn. Okay. Uh, so you have, you said you have a cancel? Yes. Okay. I thought you had a learn. Oh, I didn't put that there. Okay. But, what? what I'm just going to say really quick. Cancel. Uh, Howard Schultz, sit down. Like, we do not... Howard Schultz is the CEO of Starbucks. Oh. Howard Schultz, we do not need another billionaire president. Um, we don't need you running for, for office in 2020. Let people who are not billionaires, who actually... Um, have some compassion toward uh, United States citizens and don't want to uh, roll back um, uh, entitlements and, um, you know, not provide services for citizens. Uh, let, the, let the other people who want to present those policies. Like, Starbucks has enough problems to worry about. Right. So, <laughs> just sit down. Um, so, that's my cancel. Um, so, I was on a panel yesterday actually um that i hosted about influencer marketing and um uh, so there was a beauty brand a well-known beauty brand on this panel uh and there was also um a pr two pr agencies who work with like you know soda brands i'm trying to i don't i don't know if i should like um you know uh be specific. Yeah, you don't have yeah. to say. Yeah, anything. okay. But um, we were talking about influencer marketing, and you know, I like to often in my reporting as a journalist and in my you know the panel work that I do, I like to talk about diversity and like I like to to kind of push people on like you know what are your solutions? Like how are you addressing you know the growing Black and Latin population of consumers? Um, but for some reason, I just you know you kind of read the room when you're doing an event, and I just didn't feel like it felt like if I would have like pushed people on the panel, um, it would have seemed out of place and like forced. Mm-hmm. You know, sometimes like when you're hosting a panel, you kind of have to like read where where it's going. And even though the panel was very, the panel itself was very diverse. It was like two black people, me and another woman, um, and then two other women. One of whom was of uh, Indian heritage and another white woman. Um, and uh, so I just kind of didn't go there. So whenever these companies were talking about their diversity initiatives, I didn't say, I could have said, okay, but well, specifically, what are you doing? Right. You know? And I didn't do that because, again, I was reading the room and, you know, I had a certain amount of time. But, oh, girl, I got a chance to open up to questions. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and, um, this girl, and I, and I am going to say her name because she has a fan in me now. Her name is Kelly Augustine. Have you heard of her? Mm-mm. 
So Kelly Augustine um, is uh, a uh, social media influencer. She has like you know seventy to eighty thousand followers on Instagram. She's mostly focused on like beauty and fashion. Um, and um, she, so when I opened it up to to questions, she was like the first or second question. She was like, "I have a question," and she was like, "You know, everything that y'all are saying is really nice. I'm glad you address inclusivity, but." Um, I'm an influencer, and I have reached out to y'all. No, no, y'all want to work with me. Ooh. And it was like, yeah. I, What's her name? Her name is Kelly Augustine. Uh, she's Kelly Augustine B on Instagram. Um, Go ahead, Kelly. Oh, she's so cute, isn't she? She's gorgeous. And so, um, and so when she said, I was like. Yes, you know, like, cause, cause she could, Ooh, she style. delivered it in a way that I could, I, I really, as the, as the host, had to kind of remove myself a little bit from, mm-hmm. and so she was able to just come in and be like, "This has happened to me. I have experienced this. You guys are paying lip service, but I want to know how you specifically are going after black and brown influencers when you do marketing campaigns." How did they answer? Uh, well, for the first girl who answered said, okay, well, one, give me your card, you know. Um, and the other one said, um, you know, this is what I do when I get approached with a campaign. And, and if there are not enough brown faces on the deck, you know, like I send it back and, you know, please pitch me. I want your card too. So, it, and I was kind of like amping her up. I was like, so Kelly, what was your experience though when you reached out to so <laughs> Tell us more, Kelly. <laughs> Do you have receipts? Yeah, and it was so it was so good, and it was like I didn't even like have to ask any more questions after yeah, that. It was no, like okay, done. Awesome. Let's wrap it up. Yeah. I was like, I just, I think that's a great note to end it on. And then afterwards, I went and I um, shook her hand, just like thanked her for you know taking it there and like just like yeah, just like pushing the 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 panelists and um and taking it to a place that I couldn't really in that setting so that's i'm gonna say my love and also yes i love her but also just more broadly love the way like and we don't do this all the time but i we do it most of the time and i hope we can do it more as we you know gear up for 2020 but just the way like black people have each other's backs mm-hmm. you know it's just it was it was like, I didn't even know this girl. I don't, you know, I'm not a beauty, you know, I don't buy a lot of beauty products, so yeah. I didn't know her as an influencer. But I just felt such kinship with her in that moment. And it was like, she saw, she saw like what needed to be said. Mm-hmm. And like the fact that I could go up to her and like give her a big hug afterwards and say, I see you, you see me, here's my car, follow me on Instagram, follow me here and here and here. Yeah. Um, it just felt so good. And I'm like, this. I just love, I just fucking love black people. And that's so awesome because for those of us that aren't influencers, it's like she can, number one, secure the bag, which go ahead. Mm -hmm. And then number two, make sure that we see ourselves represented in these brands and feel more comfortable that at least they're making this surface effort because Mm -hmm. she stood up in a panel and said this, Mm -hmm. you know? So, yay, that's awesome. Yeah, which is a good moment. I love that. Um, And then, what else did I say I had? You have a canceled... Well, I have, I don't know what it is, but I, it's like a learned and through the learned canceled. Okay. Um. So I feel like just recently I've, I've recognized that the time that I was like unemployed in New York, which is a very scary thing. 
I learned just like a lot of tricks about saving money and just like making sure that I'm using my money responsibly that still carry over. And so something that I like wanted to tell people about is this app that you know I use because I use it every time we go out and eat in a group called Tab mm-hmm. um, that allows you to take a picture of your receipt once you have, you know, like every single time. Every single time. But this, this is why. Yeah. Because what I'm canceling is like, using my money towards things that I don't want to be using it towards. Mm-hmm. And so if I go out and I ordered a side of fries, everyone else ordered dinner and drinks, right. we're not going to split the check. Right. And because nobody else, <laughs> I feel like in New York, that seems like a very normal thing for everyone mm-hmm. to say, like, you just want to throw your card in, I'll leave $2 extra tip. And it's like, right. my fries were $5. Right. And I did that on purpose because I'm trying not to spend money out. or You know, and it's like, right. And I don't want to have to spend $30 right, to hang out with my friends. Right. Here. And so when I was unemployed, what was that? Like summer of 2016 on into 2017 because I was like helping take care of my mom. I felt like that that was the one thing that I thought about the most is like once my rent is paid, it sucks that I won't be able to be social as mm-hmm. long as I don't have a job because I I can't afford that. I can't afford to be splitting three wines when I had a water. Um, and so I use it every single time now. And it's it's cool because in my friend group, as you know, like all of my friend groups, I've turned into that person where people are like, you're going to split the check for us? And mm-hmm. I'm like, yeah. yeah. Because then I walk away paying for what I ate. Mm-hmm. And so um, even and now- And you listed on the back of the seat. Listed you're on like, the back of the seat. And, and you're like, they're in order. I, yes. I, I stacked the cards, I the in, cards order. in order. Like, <laughs> let's let's make this as easy as possible yeah. because- I'm I'm very intentional, especially about what I spend my money on. Mm-hmm. And so I'll spend it on a trip in a heartbeat, but I don't like to eat out that much. I don't like to drink that much. And so, um, yeah. So I just like wanted to pass along because I feel like a lot of people haven't heard of it. A lot of people don't use it. And to be honest, I don't know much about like the developers of it or anything, but like it's tab, T-A-B. It's like an orange app uh, mm-hmm. screen, but it's just awesome. And I feel like every time I use it, I'm reminded of like why I started. I started out of a real necessity. And mm-hmm. now that I'm making, like I have a paycheck every two weeks, it right. still makes me feel better to know that I can hang out. I, I already ate at home. Mm-hmm. And so I can like grab a seltzer and a side of fries and right. leave paying for that seltzer and side right. of fries. And I think the older we get and the more conscious we become about being better with our money and investing and saving I think like those kinds of tricks are definitely like paramount to to what we're trying to get to yeah and you and I talk about like you know I don't drink out but then I spend that money that other people used to drink out to like get my laundry done because I don't want to do my own laundry you Mm -hmm. know like and that's my choice and so I just think like sometimes we worry that we'll look cheap but at at this age, I like want to look cheap mm-hmm. so that I can retire early. Exactly. <laughs> like it's like I'll look cheap now so that me and whoever yeah. my husband might be years down the line can yeah. be chill. Well, I would download it, but you know, in most of my eating situations, <laughs> you're the yeah, one. Don't worry, I <laughs> like got group, you. Group eating situations, you always have the tab app right. on deck. Yeah. So I don't have to worry about that. And uh with the person I'm dating, we usually just like go back and forth on oh, how cute so. <laughs> what a relationship what did we find out like we went on a date and I was like so, so let me get my tab yeah. <laughs> but it's like so, so you had the fries like and the peas thing. <laughs> is it how do you and your person handle that he pays for everything yeah <laughs> <laughs> must be nice sometimes sometimes <laughs> I try to and he like puts up a big fight but um yeah, no, I feel like mostly, and we also like eat pretty similar. So it's usually like splitting it is not a big deal. He doesn't drink a lot either. Mm-hmm. But 
there have been situations where I'm just with one other person and you know who this person is because she's like a funny character. And every time I split it, she's like, why is mine always so high? I'm like, because you ordered three things and two drinks. And like, why are you questioning? And a milkshake yes, and a fries and, and a sweet. And a and a gushers. And, like, <laughs> and a gushers. <laughs> And like every time she's always like, why is yours 15 and mine's 45? And it's like, girl, you had two vodka lemonades and I had a seltzer. <laughs> and a Gushers. And a Gushers. And a, and a Lunchables. And one of those TV dinners that are awful. Like, it's just like, so I, I've, I've done it when it's just one other person too. And that's when it gets kind of shady because that's when you think you really could just split it. But. I'm uh-huh. trying to say no, my points. I would do it too. If I was with somebody, I know they ordered like a bunch a of extra stuff. No, I'm not. Mm-mm. And they always want extra on top. Like, I'm trying to right. save. So. But you know what else is good for that? Um, Venmo. Because sometimes I, I'll just be like, you know. But I, then I do should... you tally it up when you get home? Or Venmo's just like splitting it? Not splitting it, but like if we split, if we split the bill, I might send the difference. You know, or like the other person be like, oh, I'll just mm-hmm. sing you the rest or whatever. Mm-hmm. And I, you know, I have, you know, we get each other sometimes or whatever. And I have other friends who will be like, you know, oh, girl, don't worry about it. You yeah. know, like, so, um, but also those people don't really order extravagantly. Right. You know, yeah. So, like yeah. To, th- that's the thing. Like you and I have gone out and we just split it because mm-hmm. we like both got three tacos and a margarita and mm-hmm. like it's whatever. But I feel like mine is usually when I know there's going to be really heavy on the side. And it's just like, I'm pescatarian, so you're ordering a steak, and I'm over here. Like it's just a lot. It's a lot of stuff. So get tab. I think it will. I think you'll see a noticeable difference, and that's yeah. why I like wanted to share it because sure. I feel like I've gone to a couple things recently where it was like five plus people, and it just felt so good to say like, yeah, I paid for what I ordered, yeah. and I can go home with the rest of my coins. Yeah, and then just a um, so a really good suggestion, and then just like a really quick cancel. Um, uh, these MAGA Ugh. idiots, horrible people um, who attack Jesse Smollett, who's an um, an actor on the show, the Fox show Empire. They um, apparently Jesse had arrived in Chicago from um, from some event. Um, he uh, was uh, ambushed and beaten by some white gentlemen in ski masks. They put a noose around his neck. They poured bleach on him and told told him that this was Mecca country. Which but that had to be so premeditated. Were they watching him? Well, yeah. They sent apparently they sent him like a letter, like a threatening letter, like a like remember that like the letter from um by the bodyguard with the letters cut out. Yeah, it was sent, like that kind of serial killer like letter saying like these same I'm gonna, these same yeah, two guys. They, I don't know if they made the connection oh, yet, okay. but like very recently he received like a racist homophobic letter with like those crazy serial killer letters cut out, like saying, you know, all kind of stuff that I won't repeat here just because I'm not going to give it energy. But um, I just, I felt like so, you know, and, you know, as you know, Jesse is black and very out. Uh, outwardly gay. Yeah. Um, and um, outwardly. Outwardly. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Girl, you know he's outwardly yeah, gay. Yeah, but I was like, did he mean openly? Openly gay. <laughs> he's gay on um, the outside. And he's, also, <laughs> and he's also, one, also very cute. So cute. Um, as we know. Um, but he also plays an openly gay character on TV, on, on the show. Mm-hmm. But, you know, I've only, you know, I, I've, I've like rubbed elbows 
with him a couple times. You saw like people like Lena Waithe and mm-hmm. and um and DeRay McKesson and Marseille uh, and Marseille mm-hmm. um giving him love and um Amanda Seals just like talking about like how bright his uh-huh. light is and how warm he is and you can always feel that yeah. and I've always seen that from afar also clocked people who did who did and did not say anything in response to um uh what happened to Jesse Smollett and so that's all yeah and I like I pray that he it's better and I pray that everyone that was involved gets brought to justice which I don't feel very uh, positive about, but on like a lighter note, I will say that when I first saw TMZ talk about it, I thought that maybe it was part of an Empire episode. Because this is some shit that would happen on Empire. Yeah. Like, that show's nuts, and like, that's some stuff that would happen. So when I first read it- Like Bleach and Noose. Yeah, and, yeah. and like yelling F word, N word. Like, I was just like, when I first read it, I was like, wait, is it? You're like, no. Right. I'm like, did this happen to his character? Did did this happen to his character? Yeah. (laughs) I was really, it literally, it took me seeing it on people's social media and then somebody passed TMZ to be like, oh. Yeah. Because this is TV. Yeah. So, yeah, it's just, it's sad. And I I don't, I don't have an an optimistic outlook on even like once slash if we get rid of him, mm-hmm. like hate lasts for a really long time. And especially when people feel so untouchable, mm-hmm. like there is no consequence at this point. So, uh, but yeah, prayers. And I really, I hope that the universe proves us wrong and like somebody gets in trouble for this. Yeah. I hope so too. Yeah. Alrighty. Well, on that note, yeah. <laughs> that's your business. That's your business. Um, thank you guys for joining us. Yes. And you can follow Shayna on on at a n u creature. Love an Instagram story. So yes, you do. <laughs> Shayna is the Instagram story queen. She taught me how to use Instagram stories <laughs> um, to uh, to make mine look less uh, drab and <laughs> like like a 1980s cartoon or something. <laughs> um, uh, but you can follow me uh, on Twitter mostly because I don't I don't need y'all on my Instagram. Yeah. Um, What's on there? So, my business. <laughs> so uh, mine, your business. <laughs> you can follow me on Twitter at JJ McCorvey. So that's two J's and then my last name, M-C-C-O-R-V. And you'll know it's him because there's a blue check. <laughs> E-Y. Or, or a white check. <laughs> Oh, sorry. It's a white check with a blue, with a blue thing background. Excuse me, I wouldn't know. <laughs> I don't have one. I'm sorry. What do you want me to do? I don't know. I want to be verified. Um, all right. Bye-bye. Bye, y'all.